Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, we're doing something a little bit different, something that we have never done before. Instead of looking at a new movie and trying to figure out what movies inspired it, we're looking at, strictly speaking, the opening credit sequence of a TV show. We're looking at James Gunn's Peacemaker and the opening credit sequence and trying to figure out what movies and what the hell inspired it. And joining me is Pete Abeda from Middle Class Film Class. We have a great conversation coming up. It was his idea to do this episode and it's a very ridiculous thing. I was almost going to just make it like a little special episode, but you know what? It turned out to be such a great conversation. We got into so many good puzzle pieces. It's a full episode. Let's do it. But before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, find us on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, on Good Pods, on Podchaser, all the big podcast apps. Wherever you listen, make sure you're subscribed. If there happens to be a place to click a five-star button, hit the five-star button. Why don't you? That would be awesome if you did that. You could also share the show. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon that combines bonus content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. So, lots of great content over there. It is patreon.com slash Rosen. And with that, let's talk about Peacemaker. All right, this should be a fun episode. That is uh, absolutely for sure here. We are talking about the Peacemaker's intro. Ah, yes. First time doing anything like this. Uh, Pete Abeta is here. Pete, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be part of this uh, funky episode. <laughs> what a uh, what, what a ridiculous idea. You, you brought this idea to me, by the way, and that's yeah. why we're doing this. Um, I've had so many people suggest doing TV-related episodes in the past, and I've, I've never budged, but everybody wanted me to watch this intro. I watched it. It rules as much as everybody <laughs> says it rules, and I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. Yeah, and uh, uh, I didn't like Suicide Squad, but I loved The Suicide Squad. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I'll I will follow James Gunn to the end. So um, <laughs> when when Peacemaker came out, I'm like, I don't know, that seems like a weird spinoff, but right, he, he's right. never steered me wrong since Slither. Since Slither, so uh, and yeah. I've been really enjoying the series so far. So 
he made the impossible possible with this stuff. So uh, <laughs> before we get into the uh, the rest of the show, um, let's uh, the first time you were on piecing it together was for our Matrix Super episode. So the little mini conversations, you didn't really get to introduce yourself to my listeners. So uh, tell people about yourself and your podcast. So I'm one of the hosts of uh, Middle Class Film Class. It's a movie news and recommendation show. We do uh, two episodes a week. It used to be one long episode, and we split it up between Gavin Chatter, which is just uh, us talking about news, fun stories, goofy stuff, and then recommendations that streaming that the three of us have watched, uh, Joseph, Tyler, and I. And then uh, at the end of uh, the second episode in the week, those are Mondays. And then on Wednesdays, we do one deep dive uh, review into a movie from our spinning Wheel of Destiny. And uh, a lot of the movies that we watch are just listener picks, fan picks. Mm. So the show's recorded kind of more or less live, like a like a radio show. So, you know, live sound drops and um, sound segment intros and things like that. So, and we stream it live once a month through a local comedy theater called Stab Comedy on Twitch. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a really fun time. And uh, I've really enjoy the concept of piecing it together. And I've been, Uh ever since I heard, heard of your show, I've, I've been following along and now, as I watch movies, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got some, some puzzle pieces on this one. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it's, it's a really fun thing. So I'm excited to be on. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm very happy to uh, have you on and to be doing this episode. And I should get this out of the way uh, r- right at the top here as we start getting into Peacemaker. I kind of, I, okay, I watch a lot of movies, obviously. Anybody with the movie podcast does. And it doesn't leave that much time left over for TV. I, I watch a few series here and there, but um, when it comes to the superhero stuff and the Star Wars stuff and all that, I kind of drew a line in the sand. I said, I, I just can't make time for this stuff. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to just watch one or two shows, and I'm going to watch none of them. Yeah. How about that? And as such... I haven't even watched the show we're about to talk love, about, ju- just the intro, and I've watched it multiple times, at least six or seven Bold. times. I love it. Yeah, so um, coming into this conversation, we are talking strictly about the intro. Uh, if you want to drop <laughs> any any nuggets about the entire series, feel free to, uh, but... Yeah, like you said, The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's uh, sort of reboot halfway sequel to the failed Suicide Squad, which I guess is not failed. Some people actually like it. I don't understand how. Uh, but this this one, the James Gunn one, was great. I had so much fun with it. It was one of the better superhero movies of last year, I felt. And uh, this character is great. And so when I first heard there was going to be a spinoff, you know, at first I kind of was like, you know, that seems ridiculous. But then all these other you know the marvel ones are certainly popular so why the hell not i guess sure yeah it it, 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 he was a fantastic part of tss of the suicide squad yeah i mean there's fans of everybody people like jake paul for some reason (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) anything's possible in pop culture for sure suicide squad has a falling out there i don't know those people i would care not to (laughs) yeah absolutely uh so with, with this show um I guess I should just ask you real quick, and then we'll get into some puzzle pieces. Do you like this show? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's I, good. I okay. love it. I mean, we, yeah, we, we've been watching. Like my girlfriend and I uh, have been watching it week by week, and I do, I do like the new thing where they'll release two or three episodes at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. spoon feed you every week like the old school TV days. Because sure, it's, it's there's something there's there's the the anticipation and. 
it, it is it adds to the appeal of the show and this definitely has a story arc that you're like where are they going with this what's there's some mystery in in the loop which uh, i'll talk about in a little bit but i i really do like it it's fun and it's uh it's if you already like james gunn this is it it's like a pretty hard r version of his already kind of crude type of humor Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much sold on watching this, especially after doing this episode. Um but <laughs> so uh, before we get into pieces, I might as well just explain that the opening for anyone who hasn't seen it, although you should. I mean, you can't really spoil an opening no. uh credit sequence, but basically uh Peacemaker John Cena and the rest of the cast or I I assume a bunch of the cast uh are all doing this really ridiculous dance sequence to Do You Want to Taste It by Wigwam. It's a 2010 song that basically sounds like a ridiculous 80s hair metal kind Mm -hmm. of. And uh, it's just this totally over-the-top, nonsensical, kind of non-sequitur, kind of weird, oddball intro that is definitely designed to get people talking, as obviously it has since we're doing an entire episode on it. (laughs) It worked. Yes, exactly. So uh, let's get into some puzzle pieces. What do you have for your first one? Um, my first puzzle piece is not a it's not a movie, but it's a band, and okay. it's the general je ne sais quoi, the aura mm. of Steel Panther. Is, sure. They are a modern a modern hair metal glam band that kind of I think they kind of hit right around two thousand and five, two thousand eight, right around there. And their their songs are absolutely ridiculous. It's you cannot take them seriously, but they play them one hundred percent straight, which is the sure. vibe that I get of this intro. Um, <clears throat> every single person is taking it seriously, watching John Cena try his best to hit these moves in sync with everybody else is great. And uh, um, it also, I feel like you could sub out that Wigwam's Wigwam song for a, a, a Steel Panther song, and it would fit perfectly too. Right, absolutely. When you first started with this piece, I thought you were going to go with the darkness. Um, oh, which I love I think, the darkness. Yeah, they could totally fit in that same box right there of just totally straight faced ridiculousness and and that metal vibe. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's a great piece though to uh, to start it off with with Steel Panther. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I I, I love that. I love that when uh, when, so when they and, and I like straight up funny too. Like you know something like Tenacious D or whatever that like is you know a hundred percent telegraphing the joke and isn't trying to hide it. But uh, but it's great when they could kind of I don't know just that straight facedness yeah. of it. it. It adds a different layer. Well, Tenacious D is a legitimately competent band as well. And sure. Sa- same thing can be said about Steel Panther. They right. wear the most ridiculous outfits that are clearly poking fun of that whole era. But you can't deny that they are hit their their musicians that are really good at their craft. Sure. So it's <laughs> yeah, they're ridiculous. I should ask real quick before I move on to my first piece. Uh, are you familiar with any of Wigwam's other stuff? No, I didn't. I didn't. Only from researching this for this episode did I ever heard of them before. I mean, hair, right? Glam, glam metal, and hair metal's a blind spot for me. But I could have sworn <laughs> yeah. this song was from the '70s or the '80s. But they just oh, came totally, out. <laughs> yeah, totally. That yeah, would have made total three sense three years ago. <laughs> So uh, I'll go with my first one. I guess I might as well uh, jump around here. I was going to start with something else, but I'm going to kind of just to double up with your Steel Panther there. Uh, I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan's Real American Music video. Um, Just... (laughs) 
the ultimate in macho tough guy ridiculousness of the 80s um it, it's impossible i i re-watched the whole video this morning and to imagine that there was ever a time where that was like cool or or like badass or <laughs> or anything but just insane and silly and just what the hell were they thinking like it's just it's it's just impossible to imagine that and it's it's amazing for what it is and i think they're trying to capture a little bit of that lightning in the bottle with this intro which it's very hard to do it on purpose like that's something like you said you would have thought this song was from the 70s like yeah. you kind of all the parts have to be there and all be wrong almost in a way it's like with the room how you can't just make a no. bad movie you know and and you Tom see right so, through the fake the fake trying yeah. to be so bad it's good Exactly. It ha it has to be good. But somehow James Gunn did replicate that feeling very well with this intro and I think that's why everybody loves it so much. Well, they're in the show there is a a, a kind of a constant uh undertone of um like John Cena the peacemaker is he's a fan of hair metal in general, so there, a few times they they quote like name drop Cinderella and um a kind of a bunch of known like people that I've never heard of before. And he mm. talks about how they're badass. And they, um, he said, that's, this is when men were men, when they weren't afraid to be women. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> um, well, I have, a, I have a puzzle piece that is in the exact same spirit of that. And okay. that, that is the 1985 Super Bowl shuffle from the Chicago Bears. Ooh. It is, if, <laughs> You know, are you familiar? I'm pretty sure I've seen a clip of this before. It is, it's basically a music video that went along with this, uh, uh, this winning series of the Chicago Bears. They have this, it was kind of like one of the more winningest uh, dynasty sports teams in the whatever era. And when they were at the top of their game, they decided, let's record a music video of all of the entire team, start, offense and defense, first string and second string, on a gigantic soundstage doing this ridiculous dance that no one is even, no one even practiced beforehand. They're just kind of womping around left and right. And they, 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 sounds like they all made up their lyrics on the spot because it's like, my name's Tommy T and I like to catch. I'm the best guy in the East and West. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and it go, it's like six minutes long. <laughs> and to your point, at what point did someone go, this is it? Yeah. This is this is what people want. <laughs> this is going to burn up the charts. This is this is going to be remembered for being awesome. Oh, I know. And then <laughs> the side note to that is just watching these beefcakes on stage kind of you know jive around and stuff. It's so funny. And John Cena is the same way. He's one of the most yoked guys you'll ever see. And oh, sure. <laughs> seeing him on uh dancing around in his outfit is it's fantastic. Absolutely. So I'll go to my next piece, uh, getting over to some movies here. I'm going to go with a movie that comes up on Piecing It Together quite often. Uh, it's Little Miss Sunshine, uh, such a, mm. just like a fun, sweet movie. And it all leads up to this uh, little girl talent show that uh, she, the little girl is so dead set on getting to that her whole family drops everything and goes on this insane road trip trying to get there. And when they finally get there, 
she basically is awful and has nothing uh, to, to, to nothing to really show in this this dance competition. And so her family all jumps up with her to like make her not feel like such a weirdo. Mm -hmm. And they're all weirdos together, and it's fun and ridiculous and sweet. And even though they are just making fools of themselves, they're doing it together. And it feels like uh, John Cena and his cast members are kind of doing that in the real world. Not even just the Peacemaker character, but like the actors are all just like, screw it, we're doing this ridiculous introduction dance and everybody's going to love it because we're in it 100%. That's a, that's a great puzzle piece. It, the energy feels very similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And I was, I was legitimately shocked when I first watched Little Miss Sunshine and you get to the end and you're like, that's what they've build, been building up to. Yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of like a Silver Linings playbook. When they get to the yeah. end, you finally see their dance sequence. <laughs> yes, that would be a good one as well, too. Right along the lines of Little oh, Miss Sunshine. God, that's fantastic. Sure. Good one. Yeah, a lot, a lot of hip gyrating between all these dance numbers. <laughs> yeah, kind of back and forth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fill a lot of filling. Um, okay, <laughs> sure. so um, my my next puzzle piece is the on the entire Austin Powers series, the three movie series. Sure. At the beginning of every movie. You get a cold open, and then you get this extended dance sequence, and it, it tells you exactly what you're getting yourself into. This is not going to be Kino. This is not going to be Oscar bait. You're going to have fun, and you're going to be grinning ear to ear the whole time, and this sets the Peacemaker intro does the exact same thing. You, you get that tone without having to know who any of the characters are or what the plot is or what genre it is. You're like, okay. I'm here for this. Uh, uh, turn my brain off for a minute or for 34 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, and brain off, but with some fantastic production value. Oh yeah. And yeah, this is a movie I'm about to watch. This is, this is something that people <laughs> gave a shit when they were making it. And by the way, uh, congrats. I think you're the first person to ever say the word Kino on this show. Ah, um, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great piece there. Uh, I'll, I'll go to another one here. This, kind of goes right along with uh, a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'm going to go with the dance sequence from Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. Um, that was the first thing I thought of when I watched this. Uh, just this very kind of like neon tinged. Y you're watching it and you're like, is this good or is this bad? I'm really not 100% sure. Uh, you know, like it seems like there's a, a fair bit of choreography involved, but it's also just terrible. Yeah, and <laughs> and I, I think that that's just an infectious thing to watch. Mm -hmm. No, it's, uh, I'm 100% I'm when I was watching Napoleon Dynamite for the first time, you're like, I couldn't do that. I don't, right. I, I don't know if I'd want to do that, but <laughs> yes, I don't know if I'd want to do it, but uh, wow, he 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 must have practiced that. Yeah, that was a uh, one of my most feel good moments of that year of movie watching was what when he does that, and then the entire crowd cheers for him. Yeah, I was so happy for Napoleon. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is that is uh, <laughs> that is one win in a lifetime of probably not many wins. <laughs> a lifetime of living in Preston, Idaho. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, oh man so what do you got next okay um this is not a movie or um scripted media this is a time in in all 90s kids lives when you spent at uh Q's-R laser tag um <laughs> the the entire set of this intro could just be a laser tag arena um, oh, sure. <laughs> which i love um and it's also it also has the same exact genre or vibe as um american gladiators and also 
Nickelodeon guts. That uh, Nickelodeon guts. Yeah, oh the, yeah, the physical challenge kids sports arena game, and uh, it's cardboard, two dimensional foam sort of uh, set pieces, neon colors with black backdrops and uh, inexplicable mist. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that that's a great uh, little combination of pieces there. I, I I had thought of American Gladiators while while coming up with this list. Uh, that that's definitely a good one. Laser tag. It a hundred percent feels like yeah. that kind of a place, that kind of a vibe. Like they just they were in the middle of a match and just broke down into this dance sequence. <laughs> yeah, they 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 hollowed out the middle of the arena and just said, uh, yeah. "All right, we're gonna put the cameras here. Hell Bring yeah. in John Cena. <laughs> Why not? Let's just do it." <laughs> So uh, my last piece, I'm going to combine two things. I could have done these separately, but I I think they just go so well hand in hand. Uh, I'm going to go with Team America World Police, which was, by the way, a puzzle piece for the movie, uh, The Suicide Squad, and The Colbert Rapport. Um, Two things that both kind of just scream America, fuck yeah. Uh, (laughs) Team America, of course, it's the song right there in it. Uh, And that kind of goes along with the Peacemaker character especially. And so that that fits in right there. The Colbert Report, especially because of the end with the bald eagle, um, that is just one awesome bald eagle. And I mean, if you're going to do something that is just so super over-the-top America, you got to have a badass bald eagle, right? It's yeah, and that's uh for the uninitiated who's uh, David is that character the eagle is a character in the show. Oh, it's his. That sidekick. makes me want to watch it even more. I love, I love, I love a good ridiculous bald eagle. It is the best CGI bald eagle I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's his, it's his pet and also his best friend, and its name is Eagley. <laughs> and they and a number of the characters on the show will comment like he's. He's answering a Q&A for at an elementary school like a hero. Mm-hmm. And pe- the kids are just poking holes in his the fact that he's really not a hero. And one of the kids asked him, um, why did you name your eagle Eagley? Didn't you have something more creative than that? And <laughs> he just, I can't remember what insult he says to this poor child, but the, <laughs> the eagle's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting here wondering, why, why am I making ridiculous podcasts instead of just watching these great shows? <laughs> like, I... <laughs> oh my gosh colbert rapport man i haven't thought about uh, that time in stephen colbert's life i loved that show when it was on oh he was the best back then then he took over the tonight show and kind of got watered down yeah. and you know it's it is what it is good, good for him he's making money but it's become uh, an amalgamation you know yeah exactly but you can't beat the colbert character from the colbert rapport no and then um i have one single one and i'm glad we ended here because this is my it has to be the last one um, okay. This is uh, Midsummer, and <laughs> do, and I'll t- I'll tell you why. Oh, <laughs> Buckle up. Um. So in Midsummer, there and this is this is a future puzzle piece that I I cannot confirm nor deny. This is just from what uh, James Gunn has said in his talking about this intro online. Uh, but in Midsummer, the beginning of it, you see this. It's a, a tapestry. This huge tapestry of. Um, stitch work and stuff that, and there's uh, paintings on the wall of uh, oh gosh, what's her name? The character's name, but Florence Pugh's character of her apartment. Sure. And <clears throat> you're essentially told, and to a lesser degree, hereditary. You're told the entirety of the story of the movie within this art piece. You mm. see the the young girl, and you see the love, and she puts the blood in the thing, and the, you know they fall in love, and there's a whole there's a whole bear and. and 
person being eaten by a bear or being inside the bear. So there's all yeah. this built into this intro of Midsommar. And from the mouth of James Gunn himself, he says that the intro tells the story of the season start to finish. And I still haven't cracked the code of what that means yet because there's a lot of things happening that are like, why is, why did they, why are they crab dancing someone? Maybe there's a crab involved. So they're, they've teased on episode six. This is, we're recording this two weeks before the premiere and I'm on episode six, tomorrow's episode seven. And they've teased the idea of there being a, a cow in the movie and they say there's a cow where this whatever is stuff is coming from and we need to find the cow and the the name of the final episode of the season is um it's called uh it's cow or never mm-hmm. and i think the cow is not a cow but i think the cow is actually a giant crab that's what i'm i'm going to think that the little dance moves that they're doing with the crab walk over and over again in this i think that there's a a, a some sort of crab involved and then that's my bold guess and my second tiny guess is that there's a, a kung fu fighting sort of character that is eliminated earlier in the season. I think he's going to come back and be part of their squad because he's a little the green guy that jumps on John Cena's shoulders. Okay. He, he he's not introduced until episode three or four, and he has a short run and then he's gone. I think he's coming back for the finale and he's going to switch sides and be homies with uh, the peacemaker. So okay, and I picked so that we get, up. We get some predictions here. I, I like it. We shall see. Egg on my yeah. face or not? <laughs> yeah, you might sound like just a raving lunatic when this goes up the day after the finale. I know. <laughs> that, that's okay. That's most of my life. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, our finished puzzle here. We we talked about. I mean, some full movies don't get this many puzzle pieces. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about a bunch of stuff. We got in here Steel Panther. Uh, also threw in the Darkness and Tenacious D while we were talking about that. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan's Real American Music Video, the Chicago Bears Super Bowl Shuffle, Little Miss Sunshine, the Austin Powers series openings, Napoleon Dynamite, Qzar Laser Tag, American Gladiators, Nickelodeon's Guts, the Colbert <laughs> Rapport, Team America World Police, and of course, Midsommar. Yes. Wow, what a list of puzzle pieces for the intro to a TV show. <laughs> um, some fantastic stuff here. Uh a- any other thoughts on the intro itself uh, before we wrap that up? Um, only that I, this thought didn't come for me per se, but the James Gunn project itself, the entire The Peacemaker, um, I, I was listening to, I can't remember where I read it, but it encapsulates exactly how I feel about James Gunn, is that most of his projects exude like this very strong like joy in them. Mm. It, there is a dark undertone to a lot of the comedy, and there is, I mean, it's not always soft edges. I mean, Super is like a really rough, gritty, naturalistic superhero movie. But sure. at the same time, it's it's like, it looks like fun. I mean, the movies are fun, and there is like this deep joy to it. And you get that immediately from this intro, which, again, sets the tone for the show. And I, I, I dig it quite a bit. Awesome. Well, uh, I was thinking that since this would most likely be a relatively short episode, um, <laughs> maybe we would uh, pad it out a little bit because James Gunn said himself that the point of this intro of making it just so ridiculous and so attention grabbing was so that nobody would skip it and we would all see all the names of all the people involved in making the show because so many talented people worked on it. So I was thinking maybe we would count down uh, a few of our favorite 
TV intros that we also never skip when we see them when watching these shows. So uh, let's 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 jump in and do this. Uh, let's go with your number three. Um, my number three. I have five on my list, and they're they're hard to eliminate. So I'll do a runner up, but uh, at the end. But I'd say my number three is a classic: is The Simpsons. It's yeah, the couch gag. It's a little different when you're streaming it, but even still, I watch an episode or two on my lunch break here and there, and uh, it's it's hard to skip it because you want to see the old. Because I'm in I'm in the old seasons. I'm in like season three and four right now. Sure, that's the best. It's and it's you get the little. Uh, uh, writing on the chalkboard at the beginning, Bart writing mm-hmm. on the chalkboard. Then you get the little saxophone tune that's different most episodes, and then you get the couch gag. So I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. That it's my number three as well. Oh, cool. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it, it it totally is. It's just absolutely classic. And the the Danny Elfman theme, the you know, you get the couch gag, you get the chalkboard bit, you get like you said the saxophone bit. You don't want to miss it. It's part of every episode. It's it's there's not a lot of TV shows where you could say that where the intro is actually part of what makes the episode funny yeah yeah for sure so great one what do you got for number two um number two is bojack horseman um that is and it's mostly for the music um but there is little bits of the season sprinkled in and the the intro evolves throughout the seasons that song is so catchy and i like the pov camera attached to you shot look uh, that you see considering it's a animated uh, show it's really fun yeah awesome yeah i i've never actually i think i maybe saw a few episodes here and there but i've never actually like sat down to watch it um but i know a lot of people who just absolutely love that show it's great. and i probably should watch it one of these days it's good. uh my number two is mtv's the state uh, which mm. is just such an important show for me and like my comedy sensibilities and just everything that I grew to love. I mean, it came out when I was probably 12, I want to say 11 mm. or 12. And, uh, I watched just absolutely nonstop. I taped every episode on VHS and now of course have DVDs and all that. But the opening theme was done by, uh, Craig Wedren, who went on to do a lot of music for other David Wayne projects, uh, over the years. It's a track called Boys and Girls Action. And it's just it's bizarre it's it's exciting it gets you ready to just laugh and and uh just see some absolutely ridiculous groundbreaking funny stuff i've I've never seen the intro i've i've only seen like little bits of the show here and there but uh i mean i was more of a mr show guy than the state mr show is awesome although i do i do love my me some stella yes absolutely <laughs> stella stella's the all-time greatest so no intro though yeah well, i guess they're kind of you know just a, a blank screen with the title but mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um i'm trying to think yeah this is a difficult decision number one mm, true detective season one that's, nice it's got to be it it's, yeah it's dark it sets you right in the mood and i'd say runner-up would have to be uh the move the show dark is a German German uh, time travel drama, and uh, it's got a very similar vibe to it, and mm-hmm. it puts you just in the right place to think, "Ooh, you're gonna get into some dark stuff here," and it's yeah. edgy and it's moody, and the cinematography's even good in the intro, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Me and my girlfriend look at it, we're like, oh, 
episode one. <laughs> this is this is the show we're getting into. This is the intro. Oh, we're going for some good stuff. <laughs> I'm ready. I <laughs> yeah. am ready. I, I love that we both went with comedies for three and two, and then heavy dark stuff for uh, for number one. That, that's great. There, there's there's so many of these kind of intros lately, though. And True Detective, you can't go wrong with any like all three of those seasons. But yeah. those intro themes and. Uh, I went with uh, a show that started off great, then got really bad, and then got kind of bonkers in the last season, but uh, it's called The Affair. Uh, it was a oh, show on Showtime. It, it's it's it was good for a little while, like I said, um, and then just it just kind of got so off the deep end. But that final season is fucking bananas but oh, really that that's a whole other story though because it's those first few seasons where it's actually good you know but the reason why i love this uh is because it has a unreleased fiona apple song that Ooh. is uh just in the opening credits and it is so good and every time my wife would be like we could fast forward to the opening credits right and i'm like no we yeah, can't put We're that watching controller this. down that's right <laughs> every time so very good uh, yeah the affair, i've never even my, heard i've never heard that show the, oh yeah you should you should check it out is it just least, a, like uh, a should it head drama is it rom- like uh what it, is it's it? it's you know like a sexy drama you gotcha. know okay. that kind of thing yeah and and then in the the last season it goes into like time travel and stuff and goes completely off the deep end so wow all right i'm yeah. sold now <laughs> it becomes sci for some reason i think they just <laughs> ran out of ideas i don't know that's funny um do they is anybody yeah. ever just surf over a shark in episode five or season they five should. yeah they should <laughs> yeah it, it would have fit very a time well. traveling shark so you had five on your list did you want to throw those other two out real quick um mine was uh, the other one the runner-up was um mind hunter and oh, what, sure. what we do in the shadows uh, the, the TV show. I, I don't think I've ever seen the TV show. Uh, that intro for what we do in the shadows. It's it's pretty close to the movie intro. Um, uh-huh. It's used the same song. You're dead. Mm-hmm. You're dead. You're dead. That one. And uh, again, super catchy song. Hooks me in. And it's uh, they have a long version and the short version. And I don't skip either one of them. The nice. show's. Pr- it's I love the movie, so I was really uh, against the show, but it's pretty damn good. Awesome. Well, Pete, this was great. Yeah, man. Do you have a recommendation of another movie that you watched recently you'd like to uh, let our listeners know about? Oh, gosh. I should have I had one ready. Let me, let me zip open my letterbox. I mean, gu- gun to my head, I'll tell you, Last Duel. I loved oh, it. Oh, th- hell yeah. Yeah, I was probably higher up on it than most people, but uh, it was a uh, damn near perfect movie for me. Save the subject matters a little heavy, you know, so a lot of people may not be into that, but... Uh, I even loved how ridiculous uh, Ben Affleck. I can't believe he got a Razzie rom- nomination. So stupid! I was like, he's <laughs> so stupid. He's so good. It's one he, of the best performances. I know. It was my yeah. He played the perfect uh, medieval frat bro douchebag. So uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The Razzie sucks. Gosh, yeah. Razzies. I mean, do you, have you seen the last duel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It actually ended up uh, my number one score of 2021. Oh wow! My favorite score. Uh, I, I absolutely love that score. The movie I. I'm a little mixed on. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I definitely liked it. And I thought that all the performances were great. Yeah. I I don't, I can't remember myself having feeling like the stakes were as high for a fight in any movie. Like I can't, I can't even think of one and going into that final fight. And this is not spoiling anything. You're like, okay, uh, you could, he can kill him. He can kill him. I don't really care. And then you revealed some new information and you're like, okay, that changes that. Now I really am rooting for this one guy. Yeah, and the it, the stakes were there were very real, so I was super impressed. And 
And uh, what's I, his I think on my letterbox review, I said uh, the actual last duel, five stars. The movie, the last duel, <laughs> three and a half stars. <laughs> That's to- totally fair and valid. And yeah. what also was fair and valid is really Scott uh, cursing out my generation for not watching that movie. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything really Scott says is pretty much fair. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, uh, Pete, again, why don't you tell people where they can find uh, you and your podcast? Oh, thank you. Um, so middle class film class is the show. It's available anywhere. Fine podcasts are found. You can find us pretty much literally anywhere, including uh, Ghana, which is an Indian only streaming service. I started listing it on there and I'm like, wow, we got like 150 downloads from India this week. Wow, that's Why cool. Not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a fun time. It's ridiculous comedy. We don't take it very seriously at all. So, and we're heavy on listener interaction. So if you listen and you like it, send us an email. We'll probably read it on air and review your movie. Awesome. Well, Pete, thank you so much for uh, doing the episode. And next time, uh, maybe we'll do a regular movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll try to find something that's uh, more than four and a half minutes long. That sounds like <laughs> a good plan. Thanks, David. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. All right, so I hope you enjoy that episode of Piecing It Together on Peacemaker's opening credit sequence uh thank you to pete for coming up with that ridiculous idea thank you to all of you for listening and you know i always ask you guys at the end of the episodes to you know let us know that you're listening and to rate and review if you like what we're doing here on the show but if you like us kind of messing with the format every once in a while and doing something like this let us know that too uh because i'm sure there's plenty of ways we could take the puzzle pieces format and maybe do some different stuff with it every once in a while including uh, talking about a two-minute intro sequence from a TV show. Uh, So strange. But anyway, uh, yes, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review us if you like what we're doing here on the show. Five stars would be awesome. Also, share the show. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And, of course, don't forget about our Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Lots of great content over there. I am currently in the middle of working on a lot of new music, and I will be posting some sneak peeks on the Patreon first as well as uh, a soundtrack album that is basically done and ready to go that I'm probably not going to release as a official release release, but it will be exclusively on the Patreon. So all that and lots, lots more. We're actually uh, recording next week, a new awesome movie year specifically for the Patreon. So lots of, lots of cool stuff. Check it out. So let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. And I was trying to think if I had anything, you know, just really uh, glam 80s metal to play from one of my albums. There's really nothing like that on any of my albums, but uh, a few years back, 
um, going like five years now, uh, I did a bunch of music for a film called Bus Party to Hell. We actually covered it here on Piecing It Together, and I did a special episode talking to the film's director, Rolf Konefsky. Um, it is a fun, ridiculous B-movie with Tara Reid and a lot of gore and a lot of boobs and a lot of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I did this very glam 80s metal rock song for it that I sing on and I, I played it back when we did that episode but uh, I'm gonna play it again now because it definitely fits in with this ridiculous song that is in the opening for Peacemaker so uh, this is Party Bus to Hell from the film Bus Party to Hell hope you enjoy it we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon <laughs> West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.